to the Bank Statements Podcast. Today, we are talking about our home ownership set-aside program, or the HSP. The HSP is our annual down payment assistance program that operates through our housing and community development department. This year, we are excited to offer a separate program we are calling the High Cost Area HSP. And here to talk with us about these two homeownership set-aside programs are Kylie Mergen, our community investment officer, and Rusty Davis, our Colorado regional account manager. Welcome to you both. Well, thank you, Jesse. It's great to join you and Kylie. I'm very excited about joining this podcast. Uh, HSP and home affordability here in Colorado is a big topic and a big issue. And I'm very excited to to share with our members this new program we're rolling out. Kylie, you are not new to the podcast. You've been on here before talking to us about eNotes. And it's actually one of our most listened to episodes. And Rusty, this is your first time on the podcast. So I'm definitely want you to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about you. But Kylie, I want you to also talk about how you went from being our thought leader in eNotes to now you're our thought leader in community investment opportunities. (laughs) I am. Yes. Uh, So that happened. Um, Tom Thole was our previous community investment officer, did a wonderful job for us. And in July of last year, he retired and I was looking for the next step in my career and thought, I love the housing market. I love um, affordability in the housing market. And I absolutely think it's a basic human right for people to have a safe, affordable place to live. And so... um, I'm going to pull LeBron here. And like I took my talents to uh, housing and, and uh, community development. And so I'm now in that department as the community investment officer. Um, I have been there relatively short period of time, given my tenure here at the bank. But I have absolutely fallen in love with what we do and why we do it, our mission in the bank, and, and how we're able to really change people's lives through the money that we get to give away. Yes. And Rusty, again, excited to have you on here for the first time. Do you want to tell us maybe how long you've been at the bank and and what maybe your favorite part of your job is since you've been here? Sure. So uh, I started with the bank back in July of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic, right when COVID had hit. Uh, So it was a very unusual time to come on board at the Federal Home Loan Bank. But like I tell everyone all the time, it is exactly what I hoped it would be and it's exactly what I thought it would be. Um, I love all of my team members in Topeka, but I really have enjoyed going out into the territory and meeting our members in Colorado. I also cover a little bit of West Kansas and West Nebraska. So I've really enjoyed getting to know our members and learning about the the challenges and the opportunities they face every day. Um, I've worked in banking about 33 years. Most of my career has been spent in correspondent banking with a variety of commercial banks across the country. Um, My family and I relocated to Denver from Nashville about seven years ago. So we know firsthand about the challenges of housing availability and housing affordability when we moved out to the Front Range seven years ago. And unfortunately, that that challenge hasn't really gotten any easier. So uh, but yeah, I really enjoy working with the bank. And I really love providing solutions 
to our members and their customers. That's great. That's great. So let's start off with a real quick, Kylie, give us just an introduction to our regular HSP. I keep, I'm going to call it our regular HSP for this podcast, because again, we have two HSP programs, which is new for us this year. So our regular is just our classic HSP that we've been doing for how many years now? Do you know for sure? I mean, we began uh, the affordable housing program in 1990 was our first funding year. What we do though, is we take the HP program that we have in general and we split that into two parts. Um, and currently that is with our AHP, which is our competitive um, scoring sort of grant funding for affordable housing. And then we have our HSP, our homeownership set aside program. Um, and that provides, as Jesse has mentioned previously, down payment assistance for very low, low and moderate income borrowers up to 80% AMI. And AMI is area median income. And that is for households, uh, first-time home buyers who are purchasing or constructing, sometimes there's some construction in there, um, homes that are located in our district. So Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. It is provided as a forgivable grant and has a five-year retention period. Um, we partner with our members. So this is a member-driven partnership that we have where we provide the funds and availability of those funds through our members. And the members then work with the qualified home buyers to submit the documents that we need. Um, and they provide the, the members actually provide the funds at closing. And once we've approved the reservation, and then once the closing happens, they then submit for reimbursement here at the bank. So if there are home buyers that, that are listening to this podcast, reach out to your local financial institution that's a member of Federal Home Loan Bank, and they can help you with that program. Um, so traditional or classic, I like classic. That's very good. We, we haven't figured out what to call it either because it's like HSP and high cost HSP. Um, but... I like classic. I'm going to have to tell Jessica about classic. Um, so our round opens always the first Monday in March. So for this year, that's March 6th. We will have at least a minimum of four and a half million dollars available. The maximum subsidy that we provide is $7,500 per household. And the minimum that you can qualify for is $2,500. So that's sort of our range. Most applicants get the full 7,500. Sometimes it's dependent upon how much you need at closing. You know, if you have a gift or some other type of contribution, you may not need the full 7,500. So most um, receive the full 7,500, but at least 2,500 is provided. We do have a member monthly limit. And so that does restrict um, our members from, let's say we've got a huge mortgage mortgage seller. We don't want that one person or that one entity to come in and take up all of the funds. And so um, we do limit each member's participation to $37,500 per month. Um, and so the reservations are accepted on a first come, first serve basis. I've heard, and I wasn't around for last year's round, but um, I've heard it's a fast and furious Yes. couple of weeks yes. to start. And um, we started in the spring when, you know, we start to see that increase in the housing market and new purchases and selling and, and that sort of thing in the spring. And so we try to align with where the market is. So we do have um, 
sort of a closure at the end. If all of the funds have not been used up, we do shut it down by November 30th. What I can say is last year, I think we were out of funds. And by out of funds, I mean the funds have been reserved for for home buyers, um, I think in June yes. of last year. Yeah. So um, it does go pretty quick. But the market has changed a little bit. So I'm excited to see, you know, where we're at this year, how much we're able to to help. Yeah. I I know that it people are it used to be people were by their fax machines, the the mortgage lenders <laughs> like ready to hit send on the day we opened up. Yeah. So it's pretty um it's a pretty competitive uh, down payment assistance, but I think it, it also helps so many homeowners, which brings me to our next kind of conversation, which is our new high cost area, HSP. So what I'd love for both of you to kind of talk about is maybe why we decided we need a separate HSP program and a little bit about that uh, program and what it's going to provide this year. Yeah. So one of the rest are you okay if I take this first? Okay. So one of the very first things that I asked Rusty, I think he'll say when I transitioned into this role, we worked together a lot in collateral. But when I transitioned, I said, Rusty, we don't get a lot of participation in Colorado yep. for HSP. What is going on? What can we do? How can we make changes? Is there anything different that we can do? And we we were trying to brainstorm and figure out. And, and we spoke with a few members. We had our regional meeting um, in Colorado. And, and he and I spoke with a few members. And some of it was the, the amount, given the difference in housing costs in Colorado, just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to make the effort worth it. Um, so I did a little bit of research and I did it just right before we came here. Uh, the cheapest states to live in, ranked number four is Nebraska, ranked number five is Kansas, and ranked number eight is Oklahoma, the other three states in our area. Ranked number 45 is Colorado. <laughs> yes. So there's a huge difference in the housing costs and a housing affordability. And cheapest doesn't mean cheapest home price, right? Like that means like cost of living and other types of things. So there's a lot of things factored into that cheapest. Um, so that's in quotation marks is cheapest. But um, obviously Colorado is a huge outlier in our district as far as how we're able to serve them. But ultimately, we want all of our states to participate in our programs. And so we're trying to figure out what we can do to make that a little more uh, equitable in Colorado, because it is very different. And so acknowledging that difference and sort of figuring out what we can do differently to, to help bridge that gap was very important. And so what we decided to do for this year um, coming up is to just do sort of a, a little experiment and see if if we gave additional funding to Colorado um, or to high cost areas. It doesn't have to be in Colorado. However, based on our definition, all of our high cost areas are in Colorado. Um, and so it happened to work out that Colorado was the highlight of high cost, that if we gave additional funds, would we be able to benefit and help additional people? And so um, we ran that by our Affordable Housing Advisory Council. We spoke to our Housing Governance Committee of the board. Um, and everyone was on board that let's do something if we can. Let's see if we can make an impact in Colorado and make um, 
make the people there, their lives better by being able to afford housing. And so uh, we created the high cost area HSP. So this year we have set aside of the set aside uh, $750,000 that will be earmarked for high cost areas only. Those There are 17 counties in Colorado that by definition, the Federal Housing Finance Agency's definition, are considered high cost in our four state district. And so if you are purchasing or if a member is helping someone purchase a home in that area, they could qualify for a higher subsidy. And the subsidy amount raises from $7,500 for our classic HSP up to $15,000 for high cost area HSP. The minimum is the same. So we still are going to say you have to take 2500 but you could go up to 15000 yes. And the member monthly limit is adjusted to 45000 Oh, wow. Instead okay. of the thirty-seven five for the classic. Um, so the, uh, the properties are identified or the counties, excuse me, are identified on our website. Mm -hmm. I won't list them here. It's just really boring for everybody to hear me ramble on with that. But, um, the household must meet all of our other guidelines. So the guidelines didn't change. It's still 80% AMI. It's still, you know, all the requirements that we've had for our classic HSP, all of that still exists. This is just a little bump in the amount that we're able to provide to see if that extra bonus will help people get into homes and help them afford something in, a, in an area that is really an outlier from our district. Absolutely. Rusty, do you have anything you want to add to that? Uh, sure. Uh, and, you know, I've already had some conversations with members. There seems to be a lot of interest in it. I think increasing that amount is definitely going to help us move the needle on participation. The only thing I would add to that, yeah, we've got 17 counties in this high cost area, but really the entire state of Colorado is more expensive. Even the rural communities, when I go out to some of these small towns, you know, not even on the front range, out in the rural areas, housing is expensive there too. But I think this is a huge start. I think it's going to get us headed in the right direction. And I'm really excited uh, you know, to see what kind of response we get from our members and their customers. And one other point I would add, you know, this housing shortage and housing affordability issue, it impacts employment and the overall economy in these small communities, too. I have members tell me all the time, you know, we've got jobs here, but nobody can afford to move here and buy a house and take one of these jobs. So it, it really impacts the overall economy in all these communities when people are not, you know, able to afford housing. So uh, I'm very excited about it. And I think Kylie uh, set it up very well. Uh, I'm just eager, you know, to see what kind of um, participation we get from our members here. You know, I think you pointed something out that I, I know we have discussed before, but I wanted to kind of bring it up here is, you know, you have a lot, Colorado has a lot of really hot vacation spots. People like to go there for travel. And so you, we know that there's a lot of people who go and works in some of these areas and uh, for just the hospitality industry and these services. And yet you hear, I've heard, I know we heard that so much during the pandemic and then after is they cannot afford <laughs> to live 
in these areas where they're working. And so what sometimes they're just staying at hotels or like a bunch of them are staying in a, in a rental home or something. So are those some of the things you hear about too, Rusty, about maybe trying to get some of these workers to be able to stay in these uh, vacation areas? Yeah, uh, yeah. you talk about some of the destination spots like Vail or Breckenridge or Steamboat or Snowmass. The Aspen, you know, these are some of the most expensive areas in Colorado. And yeah, for kids to go work, work there during the winter on the ski slopes, that kind of thing, there's no way they can afford to live there. So yeah, we've seen all kinds of solutions come up where they build kind of, I don't want to call it a hostel, but it's just kind of a big living quarters for a lot of these young people to live in. Well, then during the summer, they just disperse and go back home, wherever that may be. And then in a small community over on the Western Slope, there is an entity there. They go out and people can donate land to this entity or they can sell land to the entity and the entity will build a home, but the buyer is really just buying the home. He's not buying the land. It's like a hundred year lease. So they can get into the house a whole lot cheaper, but they have to agree to sell that house at a discounted price in the future if they decide to sell it so they can continue to rotate that house in the affordable housing program. So we're, we're hearing of all kinds of ideals to try to address this, you know, and, and, Every community is a little bit different, but uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty intriguing to to hear what some of these uh, markets are trying to do to help help with this problem. Yeah, and it's not just Colorado; it's nationwide. Yeah. Housing affordability is a a problem yeah. in the United States, right? Like it is absolutely an issue that we have not enough housing that people can afford. Mm -hmm. And I think the pandemic sort of exemplified that, right? We had a lot of folks who were not unhoused. Um, We had a lot of folks uprooted. We had a lot of folks that, I mean, it's crazy to me how, how high or how quickly housing prices increased over the pandemic because people were at home. And you're thinking, if I'm going to spend this much time at home, I want to love it. And I want to, if I, you know, I want it to be great. And so there was this huge influx of just home purchases. And it was, it was crazy to just see how quickly things were turning um, because people were really then focused on their homes and maybe where they had previously spent that on vacations or a car or something like that, they started to shift that into their homes. And so um, there was a, I noticed a huge shift in that time frame of just affordability and just folks really investing in their homes, but that just drives prices higher. Right. And so for those folks who are on the lower end of the income stream, how are they able to afford it? What can we do as federal home loan bank to help them? Um, like I said, it's a basic human right. And I think hopefully through our programs, we help a few people be able to see that into their lives that maybe it wasn't possible before. I completely agree. Last comment I'd make to that point, Kylie, is, you know, last year mortgage rates went up significantly in May of 22. So mortgage volume really slowed down here in Colorado. However, home prices really haven't come down much because there's still some, it's very limited inventory. 
yeah, they're not they're not selling on the day they go on the market. It may take three to four weeks to sell, but we really haven't seen those values come down. I think like some people thought we might. Now we may still see that happen somewhat, but I think because of the fact we have such limited inventory, even with higher mortgage, and that's another you know that's another blow to a potential home buyer when the the average price of a home is six hundred and fifty thousand. Well, then a thirty year mortgage goes from 15 to 30 per, or uh, from 3% to 6%, you know, they can't buy the house either. So uh, we'll, we'll see how all that shakes out. Yeah. I'm excited about this. I know that we have been trying to figure out a way to help out the Colorado market for a while. So I, I am hopeful that this works out for a lot of our members in Colorado. A couple of things I wanted to add here is keep in mind that all of the training opportunities on our website that are for HSP training definitely work for the high cost area HSP program as well, because all of our guidelines are the same. And that's easy to find. You just go to our services and programs, homeowner set aside program, and you will see a training tab on the left side of the page. And you go to that and we have several training opportunities and interactive training video that will take you through scenarios and quiz you on them. So that will help you, especially if you are new to the HSP program. And then I wanted to add, Rusty, would you like uh, any members who might be listening to reach out to you if they have any questions? Sure. I would ask any member in Colorado to reach out to me with any questions about the HSP program. That's why I'm here. Um, You know, I'm here to provide information and education. So, yes, absolutely. Please reach out to me anytime with questions on HSP, AHP, our traditional products anything along those lines. Great. And if if you're not sure if you need to talk to Rusty or not, or have some other questions, maybe uh, you can just email our housing and community development department at hsp at fhlbtopeka.com. And then of course, Rusty's email is rusty, R-U-S-T-Y, <laughs> period davis at fhlbtopeka.com and we'll have that in our episode notes as well if you guys don't have anything to add i think you gave a great overview about this new program and what it's trying to accomplish and just a little bit about our classic hsp program that is is extremely competitive. So get ready for that if you haven't already. Um, I want to thank you both for being here and taking the time to talk to me today about this and, and sharing with our listeners about some of these new and exciting things. And I hope both of you come back soon. And I hope we have a really successful program this year. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jesse. <laughs> okay. And thank you, Colin. Thank you, Rusty. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today for our Bank Statements podcast. And until next time.